0: This is the J.J. Show, brought to you by Karate Beyond. Discipline, focus, confidence. KarateBeyond.com. Let's begin. <laughs> All right, J.J. Show, episode 94. I am here with Jeremy Brumley. Welcome, sir. How are you? Great, thanks yeah. for having me. Uh, so, Beacon Starbucks is no longer, because they moved... Uh, in uh, right in front of the arch of Southgate, and for a while everyone in town was uh, kind of you know scratching their heads as to what was going to happen in that spot and then of course a go mini container one of those ship uh, the, the the moving containers uh, plopped in in their driveway <laughs> along with like a, I want to say like a beige or a gold or a brown SUV. Mm-hmm. I want to say uh, uh, an SUV was parked in front of there and everyone's like, what is going on? And then painting started to happen. Yeah. And then like you had uh, a, a, a yard sign, I want to say, <laughs> out in front. And it was like fuchsia. It was like hot, like, like hot purple or hot, hot pink, some color. And it said like coming soon or something to that effect uh, and with a chicken. And a a fire sign, I think, was on it as well, Yeah,
1: a heart, lightning bolt, and a chicken. Yeah, we get
0: that a little closer to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so heart, lightning bolt, chicken. Right. Okay. And so, uh, the name of the soon-to-be eatery is? Lovebird. 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 Lovebird, almost famous. Chicken. Chicken. Right. Hot chicken. Nashville hot chicken.
1: Right. It's a QSR, quick service restaurant. So- it's really based off southern's love for food, music, culture, you know. Yeah. So and then specifically Nashville hot chicken. I love it. Yeah. But the core is just great southern fried chicken. So nice. if you don't want it hot or, you know, we're not going to pigeonhole ourselves and sure, only have sure, spicy sure. chicken, right. but um that's really where the concept came from.
0: I think I think people uh or let's say restaurateurs or or uh, uh would be uh, restaurant owners Underestimate how many people there are out there that likes things spicy. Sure, and that will go to a specific restaurant just because the heat level is on par with what they're seeking out. Absolutely. Because if you go to Chick Fil A or PDQ, their spicy stuff is only just so spicy. It's not really terribly spicy at all. It, you know, right. to me, it barely makes a dent. No, absolutely. Right, Un- and unless you go to like you know, beefs or like you know, wing house or any of those other, uh, you know, wing establishments that are, you can get like the nuclear or the atomic <laughs> yeah. or whatever that it is, which I go for. Yeah, right. You, have, you and, have to sign the waiver to, you to sign the <laughs> waiver. Right. You get, you get your, uh, no polo- liability here polaroid on the wall, whatever, <laughs> right. after you're done. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think people underestimate that because I mean, I, I know plenty of friends that love it. Like they want a spicy, spicy, you know, uh, options
1: Absolutely. in the menu. So, in our business and like a lot of businesses there's trends and fads. Yeah. You don't really want to follow fads. Sure. You know, you want to get in and get out on a fad, but the trend for restaurants spicy is is truly trending, you know, in a way that that more and more people are really requesting and looking for mm-hmm. spicy items. Right. Um, to your point, I mean you can see some of the, the, the larger chains Wendy's specifically, I mean some of them are trying to get their heat levels up above average yeah. you know what you would traditionally do in, in some of those big big chain restaurants but um fried chicken and spicy those two independently uh, are trending yeah and you know you put them together and i'm not sure if you've ever had nashville hot chicken but i have it's that sweet smoky yes. spicy it's nice. highly
0: addictive it's really good right yeah right. really good right. and so, so when i saw that i was like yeah
1: yeah yeah hot chicken sandwiches yes absolutely um but going back to that paint, you know being in the corporate world and, and you know, we have a little bit larger budgets for pre opening, uh, marketing. You know, idea there with that Starbucks is because it's such, it is such an iconic corner. Um, it, it's technically not that conducive for a traditional casual dining restaurant, but right? For what we want to do, we think it's the perfect spot. But you know, sometimes you have to do things to your point, like if you fuchsia pink. I just remember driving by and seeing these things, it's got to pop right, and yeah, that, and yeah. that's it's not completed yet, but right. th- that's kind of what we're to do is just to to put something bold out there and let people start to talk about it yeah um you you certainly did i mean and
0: and and that is like that's a spot that everybody knows right everybody remembers the beacon starbucks everyone remembers (laughs) that there used to be a gas station there you know uh, the Lakelandites, right yeah um so i mean you could have done anything yeah in that spot yeah but but why the hot chicken
1: well, I mean, I'm happier doing it. Yeah, you know? I think, again, going back to trend, the, the trend yeah. of spiciness, the trend of, uh, you know, e- an even recent trend, you know, during the COVID, um, you know, fried chicken had a huge run and, and continues to have a huge run. I mean, specifically speaking of Chick-fil-A and the Popeyes. Yeah. I mean, we all are aware of the chicken sandwich war last year. and um, You know, so chicken off premise drive through spicy to me it's just a, you know it's a, it's a concept that you know I've one i've always i've always appreciated i always right. liked it it was something in that you know we couldn't incorporate in some of the other brands that i've worked for because yeah. um, there's a little bit more to it than than just you know shaking some seasoning on it and getting out the door to, sure. to, to do authentic nashville hot um so I just saw that site and, you know, it wasn't a sandwich shop, wasn't a burger shop. You know, it mm. was, it was a, a yeah. hot chicken yeah. and, uh, and that's just really what we started. Are you guys going to do waffles too? Or no? We do will on, on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Don't we? Nice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> Saturday and Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I lived in Los Angeles for a while. Okay. And so I remember like Roscoe's. Yeah. Right, chicken and waffles. I had that shirt for year, years ago, but yeah yeah? That shirt, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's really good stuff. Howland Ray's is big out there right now.
0: I I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Howland Ray's international it,
1: okay. hot. Okay, yeah. all right. Um,
0: the uh, everyone's going to be talking about, it, of course, in the uh, the the food uh, Facebook groups and what have you. Uh, but I'll I'll let everybody know what the go to chicken spot currently. Sure. Currently is so far as straight up fried chicken. Mm-hmm. To me, is churches that little bitty churches on Memorial. Right. That's that they don't have any seats. It's just you go up there, you order your chicken, they put it in the box for you, and you get. Sure. And it's the best fried chicken in Lakeland right now. Right. T- to me, it is. I, I mean, you know, like Publix I, I, is great and everything, and everyone's I, else got. But that, but I, for whatever reason, that little hole in the wall on Memorial is the best fried chicken in Lakeland.
1: Well, I, I think even churches as a brand, you know, I think yeah. they, they do a very good job with that Southern style fried chicken. And, and I think they do do a good job. And I would have to agree with you that that, that is one of the best. And because they're so good, I have to do something a little different than just do Southern fried yeah, chicken. Yeah, yeah, a, but yeah. no, they, they do do a very good job. And it's kind of funny that you mentioned that about, and chicken is so so interesting, fried chicken, because you can do these shacks, you know, a chicken shack, I mean, yeah. where, where people are okay with. You know, pulling up, walking up, ordering, and getting in a box and going. So, right. you know, even going back to this location, because you know, I've heard that a lot from some peers of mine that I've worked with and in in other brands, and like, the parking, the parking, the parking. But it's not really a parking type of concept. You know, our revenue is not really generated off parking spaces, mm-hmm. as, you know, in, in casual dining, of course they are. Um, but chicken lends itself, like you just mentioned. The best fried chicken in, in your mind is, is churches, and you, you pull up, and you walk up, and you get and you go. You, you don't, it, you you go. don't, yeah, you don't sit it. there and have dinner, nope. but... So I think with um, with the concept and having a little minimal seating, I think we got kind of the best of both worlds. We're right. we're probably a little bit bigger than the than the dive chicken shack, yeah. but, but are not, you guys gonna have drive through there? We are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the 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 concept base seventy eight percent of the total revenue is based off premise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we got a compelling off premise strategy uh, that would be specific to drive through. Yeah. Uh, we have a native online app that, that that we'll we'll use, and then of course third party delivery and catering. So yeah. you you take those avenues those revenue streams and you know you're seventy-eight percent there with, with our total um okay revenue right. so
0: yeah, i mean it sounds like you have a lot of experience business wise uh so tell us a good thing or bad <laughs> 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 well i mean it sounds like you know what you're doing and yeah, you got a no, plan no. And it sounds solid i mean i i think it's gonna work yeah, right yeah
1: well i, I think like any any, pl- any business just needs a solid plan you know and it, as you as you well know i mean you have your own business that you, you come up with a plan and it's uh there's no foolproof plans, and they have to be flexible, but you have to adhere to them. And I think with us and, and this new concept, we we have a plan to be successful, and and um, we think we got a good shot at it. Right. But yeah, so my background, I started in retail. Uh, 1993 opened actually a uh, Woodpecker Records here in town. A, yeah, it a, was a Music Exchange, and you uh-huh. know, we, we carried CDs and things. And,
0: I was right in downtown.
1: Right? No, uh, no. no where we was that? The first one was um, in the Outback Plaza next to Vifa Brady's. Oh, was it? Yeah, ninety okay. three. And then we moved it to Merchants Walk mm-hmm. when the theater was up in Merchants Walk. Right. And then lastly, we were in the Oak Plaza um, with Peking House. Got it. Yeah, that that little plaza. Yeah. Um, but great time, great experience. Owned it for ten years. But as we all know, digital media and kind of kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, being a small business, I think you realize too that the um, the hindrance of having to have a lot of cash on your shelves for inventory moving, you know, it's, it's kind of a big, a big company game, if you will, you know, in terms of having inventories and moving inventories. I mean, you know, when I, when I
0: think of the nineties, I do think of records, record stores. Yeah, I do think of, you know, going and getting a CD, right. When CDs were starting to be a thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, going, getting, you know, posters,
1: Right, like these random movie posters, right? Uh, that you Pulp get. fiction, Pulp fiction and, or gosh. Reservoir Dogs or yeah, something, right? Yeah. And I could have uh, built a retirement off the Pulp Fiction poster <laughs> and Reservoir Dog, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, and but there's like a nostalgia there. Um, like you remember the film High Fidelity? Yeah, of course. Right. Uh, John Cusack. Yeah. Awesome, Love John Cusack. Awesome yeah. movie, right? Um, th- that uh, I don't think our kids will ever know what that was like no. to walk into a record store and just not have a clue what you're going to get yeah but just you know browsing and looking at all the al- album yeah. covers and like talking to the people there there's and a getting culture, suggestions. right
1: there, there's a culture of a record store that yeah i mean i i, I miss you know wholeheartedly uh, on both sides as a as a consumer and as a as a business owner you know and i think that's why even even the transition from record store we had a clothing company in between but then you know ultimately we got into the restaurants because there's a certain culture in a restaurant that's parallel i think to to the record store i mean you know it's just you have your regulars and they're into you know certain types of bands or music and, right. and you just get to get to know everybody it's very different i think than than most retail people go in and try to buy a shirt or a pair of pants and they they try it on and get out of there and, and right. they're gone mm-hmm. but record stores do have that that community feel to them so yeah yeah, no, I, I miss it greatly, but it's just things are different. And to your point, I mean, we have a we have four kids, but our sixteen year old daughter I mean, she'll she'll never hold a CD or I mean, unless she holds one of our albums or something. Like my wife right. and I, but you know, it's just it's not part of how she associates. You know, getting music. Yeah. And you remember that like going to record stores and having to get suggestions or yeah. like, hey, what are you guys listening to in here? Right. I like this. Yeah. And
0: still seeing vinyl in the shelves. <laughs> right. And being able to open up, you know,
1: like this yeah. pieces of art, art
0: they are like legit art, yeah. Uh, that you know, uh, with the album covers, and just everything.
1: the flipping, man. Just I, I can remember, I can hear it almost even today, like just people just flipping through CDs or records, and yeah. you know, so the uh, my uh, when when my
0: family uh, immigrated here in the early '80s, my first album that I remember being in uh, in our home was a Michael Jackson album, yeah, and it was vinyl. And it was the Billy Jean album, Yeah. where he had that white jacket and he was laying <laughs> onto his side. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. You'd be like, "Damn, that's so cool." A thriller, right? And yeah, then, yeah Thriller. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, damn. Yeah, you just sit there laying on the carpet, just staring at it. You're like, "This guy, yeah. this guy's the coolest the person coolest in the world, <laughs> world, man." Ever? He was
0: like before he turned into an alien. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, I was going to
1: ask you which Michael Jackson did you like. <laughs> you know, there was, there was I problem. liked
0: all the Michael Jacksons before. Yeah. He started to get – man, uh, sorry to the uh, my MJ fans out there. He started getting ghoulish, man. Come on. Yeah. His face <laughs> was not the same, you know. Um, anyway, I digress. Okay, so so uh, you guys had a clothing store too?
1: Yeah, so kind of a quick quick, uh, boring transition. So we started the record store. We had that for 10 years. Um, obviously, digital media was coming, so we knew we, we needed to get out of that. Uh, we sold it to a, a gentleman in Birmingham, Alabama. But in the midst of that, uh, my wife was pregnant. So we had some leftover inventory from our, that he wasn't going to purchase the new owner, um, rocked shirts, et cetera, et, mm-hmm. et cetera. And my wife's very creative. And um, so she started making, you know, uh, maternity shirts out of Rolling Stones and Guns N' Roses. and Sweet. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'd go to the mall and she'd have it on. And people were like, oh my gosh, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? Mm-hmm. And, at, and at that time, it didn't seem that long ago, but it was, you know, what, 2002 or so. Can you hear me? There you go. Yeah, you got to get the mic too sorry there you go. and uh so we, we'd get you know people would ask where'd she get that and, and there's a lot of interest in it but there really wasn't anything cool in maternity you know it was like yeah got, it was like pretty pregnant monday and, yeah and, and you just get some vanilla yeah. whatever yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah so um she start she she started that and um, we were relatively vertically integrated meaning that we were doing all the printing everything right there in our our garage uh-huh and very unlike the brick-and-mortar retail store, we had big inventories and, you know, managing that, that cash flow. You know, we were printing on demand, and we'd wake up in the morning, and, you know, there'd be a bunch of orders. So we had that for several years. We're on Donnie Deutsch, MSNBC's a Big Idea. I don't know if you okay. remember that show. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, had some, uh, we had a really good time with it. But yeah. So we had that Rockstar Moms uh, was the name of it. We had that for four or four, five years. Yeah, yeah. And ended up selling that to uh, to uh, ladies in Miami. Okay. and then, so And then from that, you went— into restaurants yeah so as that was kind of wrapping up i um yeah i I knew nothing really about restaurants other than how to eat in them you know i had no experience really i mean you know years and years before dishwashing or something you know but but nothing to of uh of any knowledge of how they operate but i I had this vision of doing this hoagie shop okay and Anyone that's ever known me for the last 20 years, I, I apologize because I've talked about hoagies for literally 20 years and how I was going to do a hoagie shop. And my first restaurant I do on my own, I do a hot chicken concept. So I apologize for all the wasted hours you had to listen to me. you were ever stuck on a business road trip or anything, you heard all about my hoagie shop. Right. Um, so Let's I, hear about the hoagie shop. Now I want to know.
0: Because, uh, you know, being in the South, you don't know about the hoagie. Yeah. Right? The hoagie is not like a common term right. that's being thrown around for what is essentially a sandwich, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. It's, it's a like, sandwich and a sub. Right. Kind of.
1: Right. In between. It, it's almost like where, it's just where you're from. You know, we're originally from Ohio. I am and my family. So hoagies are big up north. Uh-huh. Subs are big down. I mean, yeah. it, hoagie sub, I don't know, but right. I was going with the hoagie. Yeah. Everybody has a sub. <laughs> 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 it's all about being differentiating, you know? Right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, there's no hoagie shops. There's a there's ton no of sub shops. shops. Right. So,
0: I, when I think of a hoagie, and I, I don't think I've ever had an official hoagie. But when I think of one, I think it's more special than a sub.
1: Right. And to be complete and of course anyone that's from the north would, would want to choke me now. I don't think they're that much <laughs> <laughs> It's just look, it's all in the marketing, man. Right, right. It's like what <laughs> as, are you as long, call it? As long as they're big, man, they're made made to order and they're big and they're and they're they're cost effect, man, then then hoagie sub, whatever. Right. But so yeah, I and mean, that was that was kinda what I wanted to do. So as we had that and, and Rockstar Moms was, was obviously my wife's, you know, it was her her baby and I was you know part of helping her out with it. So I wanted to do this uh, hoagie shop. You know, I wanted to get into hoagies and beer and do something small. And mm-hmm. and so I, uh, in a lot of weird, strange, navigated way, I had a, my record store was next to an outback. I knew the gentleman that ran the outback. So I reached out to him, said, hey, I want to open a restaurant. And he told me, absolutely not. You're crazy. And so long story short, he put me on a, on a outback in Plant City. That was a gentleman was the uh, regional vice president that our regional venture partner at that time, Jim Pollard. Uh, which cinches you know he's Anthony's cold fire pizza he's part of mission barbecue oh, he's part oh. of world of beer you know he's a uh, uh, yeah. metro diner incredible incredible guy but I was very fortunate that I my first restaurant was one of his restaurants and so you know we kind of forged a relationship and I told him what I wanted to do and he said no no you're just sticking with me you know so <laughs> so I, I did I, I, I followed the Outback career path at Outback then I jumped to Bonefish uh-huh. and then at Bonefish I went to uh to PDQ, which you know Bob Basham, the founder of Outback, started PDQ. So. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well. So. So I'm going to be transparent. I talk
1: a lot of shit about big box restaurants <laughs> yeah, on this should, show. Listen, <laughs> listen, man. You can do it, man. I'm I'm out. <laughs> if um, things go well, I will I will talk shit with you. <laughs> I'll never go back. I mean, because like uh, you know, it's like uh, I
0: you know I'll say, I'll I made comments such as. I can't remember the last time I've eaten at an Outback, Yeah, you know, you know, God kill me if I ever go back into a Ruby Tuesdays, um, the, the list goes on and no. on of the things that I said about, uh, big box stores, big box restaurants. Right. Because I'm, I am a fan of like locally owned, yeah. locally sourced, you know, been there forever, you know, or, or like a new exciting restaurants that someone's just gonna make a go of.
1: Yeah. listen. listen. My, my path, I'm the same way. I mean, I love independent business. I, I think they're they're a lot more exciting and they're fascinating. I, I, you know, you always, of course, you know, I believe it's emotional economy. You know, we separate ourselves, you know, from our money emotionally. And it always feels good to, to, to support people locally. Or yeah. even when you go to, you know, you travel around, you go to some other larger cities. You know there's, there's more of that, you know. And I think one of the things about Lakeland, it's changed so much since 1993 when I first had a business here. Mm. I mean, it, it was corporate row, you know, if it wasn't corporate, it didn't exist you know, for the most part. Um, but yeah, no, listen, I I think, and I'm very grateful that I was with bigger organizations because there are key learnings from a big organization and, and you can, you can translate that into small business culture, right? Core values, mission state. Those are not big company type things. I mean, they really work even for the independent and the small, you know, um, you know, for I would mom and pop. Yeah. So I think, although it feels a little weird working for the, you know, if you're not a, a corporate by nature kind of person, which I'm not, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. a big office kind of guy. I like being in the field. Like yeah. Um, but the education was immense, and I and I'm always going to be forever forever grateful. For oh, I'm forever. sure
0: there's so much you've, you've processed got to
1: procedures, you know, scalability, and if you do want to scale things, no matter how cool or independent or mom and pop you want to feel or you are you do have to have some of those corporate guidelines to, to make things I think consistent for a consumer yeah. and more importantly, consistent for your, for your own employees and team members. So right on. Um, yeah. I, I feel like I took all the good stuff and I'm ready. <laughs> 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 I'm so glad I'm not, I mean, it sounds terrible, but you know, the COVID has been, I would argue in at least, you know, maybe my career is it, probably the most challenging piece that, that restaurants and all business have gone through. Everybody's gone through it. Yeah. But, Oddly, I've been able to sit on the sideline. You know, I left my my corporate job in May, so I was there for the very beginning as we made some yeah. adjustments and tweaks. But you know, I've been able to sit on the sideline and kind of kind of watch this thing go go on. And um, man, I don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so when you say you left your corporate, corporate job yeah. in May, what was that? that I was a gig? G- chief operating officer, PDQ. Okay, PDQ. Yeah. got it. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. The the uh, PDQ's best items are. In my opinion their uh they fried turkey sandwich mm-hmm. uh, that, that's now a limited time off now right? it's a limited right. limited item right and 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 uh and when i hear that it's back on there i go and get it and then uh their zucchini fries yes yeah, yeah. good real yeah. good yeah
1: yeah yeah i think that in you know the irony there is you mentioned two two items that are unique you know yeah. differentiating you can't really you know i don't, mm-hmm. don't know i
0: can't do. i don't know where else i can get zucchini fries right anywhere you know besides pdq yeah yeah
1: and that was a good a good um you know company team to be a part of you know again very grateful for that time there you know i was there early on in that development and you know they got i think at one point up to 84 locations and seeing seeing that new concept growth you know prior to that i was with you know relatively established brands out back in bonefish grill um but that pdq was a good experience too of you know having all the structure and all the know-how of, of, a, of a bigger corporation but right. with a um, lot of money backing it yeah Yeah. that's, <laughs> that's gotta be nice you said it I did. <laughs> sometimes yeah. you don't realize that I mean you do but you know the luxury of that until you go branch out on your own you're like hold on how much was that $3,000 oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> do you, take, you not, take payments yeah exactly He's credit like, card you take this credit card hold on let me open
0: up a paypal credit account hold on but um, i think that yeah. but
1: that's also you know having a, those smaller budgets and that you know those things make you make you think through um strategies and and again going back to that earlier as we mentioned about having that plan yeah you know, that's why it's that's important have a plan and and those kind of they hold you accountable, you know, right, to to uh, to what you say you're going to do. I think yeah. when you have smaller budgets, but
0: uh, you, uh, you guys left Lakeland for a while, for a while, right? And then came back, or no? no were old, you guys?
1: We've always lived here, yeah. So, I we've um, we just recently bought a house in ta- I say in town, you know, like mm-hmm. we're in the city or something. But you know, we were living um, on the on the south side mm-hmm. for years, and then we uh, we recently bought a house. At in town and okay. remodel and things. So now we, right. we've been here, man. I've, yeah. I've worked in Tampa, you know, for the whole career a restaurant. So I've just made, right. the, made the travel that the kids stay local with their friends and family. And, you know, yeah. and okay. again, I've always, I've always really enjoyed being in Lakeland. And yeah. like I mentioned earlier, you know, it's just evolved. So, so I think nicely, you know, Yeah, it's like, it, it, it
0: excites me to no end to know that people are, are, are here and willing to take some chances sure and I mean I don't I mean I don't think doing Nashville hot chicken is a is a big jump for anyone here in town because this <laughs> is a chicken town right, right. Like everyone <laughs> loves their chicken here right so but but like uh, for instance you know over the joinery right you got guys like Sabu ramen mm-hmm. right I, you know he, he's been on the show a few times and oh and I, I do have a restaurant concept for you that if you ever wanted to run with it yeah we can talk about that later, but um, <laughs> I was going to say let's let's yeah, yeah. let's talk about it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I already told everybody. Oh, you did. Yeah, oh, yeah, I already brought it up on the show. I mean, I'm I I'm of a, the opinion that if you try to harbor a a concept, it will be like spoiled fruit. Yeah. After some time, you gotta just let it out there. Because it's gonna give you if you if it's that important to you it's gonna give you the sense of urgency to get after it to have it make it happen or you know what someone that likes that idea that you know hey I think I can do it you know and then run with it go ahead why not
1: yeah you know well, it's funny you say that because I think too. There's a million good ideas out sure. there. You know, it's just the execution of those ideas. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes I'm kidding, obviously, but you know, sometimes people try to keep those things close, like secrets. And yeah, and uh, you know, I think there's a, there's some elements of that, but for the most part, you know, there are no original ideas. You know, everything no. that we have is a is a is a version of this a version or that. of something. <laughs> like, what is?
0: I mean, what exactly is original? Like, what was the most original thing that that you you've come across lately where you can say I've never seen anything like that?
1: Um, probably for, and it's been a couple of years now, but probably for me would be the waffle cone with chicken tenders in or chicken nuggets in it. Whoa. Yeah. I saw that in New York city. Damn. That's So it's good. a, it's a waffle. <laughs> yeah. It's a, now I'm picturing it in my mind. An ice cream waffle cone. Right. Like, so you got the sweet and then you have chicken, te- chopped up chicken tenders, cheese, sauce, and they yeah. got all the savory inside of that. That's probably one of the most unique. Now the only problem with unique or forward thinking ideas like that. Right. Is that. It's the, it's the early adoption, right? Like, there's only such a small percent of, of consumers that are what we call early adopters, you yeah. know, that actually give it a shot. So it's hard to, like, have a business on, on something that's unique. Right. You can have a unique item in a yeah. stable business, but. I mean,
0: I, I mean, that's a good one, though, with the waffle and the chicken inside it. That's, I mean, the waffle cone. Which really is just the, the take on chicken and waffles. Right, but it's in a more convenient right. form. Right. That's, that's brilliant. No, no. The the hot dog idea was like, hey, you know, and I even told this to the guys over at Rec Room, like, why not have a hot dog bar, yeah. a hot dog bar yeah. where you have different types, whether it's a brat or whether it's you know it's, a, it's, a, it's you know stadium style hot dog, hot dog, yeah. or what what you know you know, uh, I don't know uh, Italian sausage, whatever, and then you have like a mini bar of condiments that you
1: can pile on it's it's funny you mention that because i think hot dogs one every they're like taboo right everybody was, I, always, I don't eat hot dogs but everybody eats hot dogs who the hell right 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 it's almost like this socially like, it's like mcdonald's I, no disrespect because i love mcdonald's yeah. but it's like oh i don't eat a mcdonald's come on everybody eats a everybody McDonald's. Ma- eats a mcdonald's although uh,
0: i i haven't in like Years. It's been like three years since I've had one, and the last time I had one was because I was guilted into <laughs> eating a damn Big Mac. Okay. Um, but but okay, so yeah, the hot dog but, thing but is it's like, very yeah.
1: versatile. Like a hot dog, you can do. I mean, you can do vegan. You can do different types of proteins. I yeah. mean, in the top. I mean, it's it's really endless. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's fried hot dogs. There's grilled hot dogs. There's boiled hot dogs. Yeah. um It's so you know I I think you're
0: I think there's something to it, and it's low cost. Yeah.
1: Right, I mean, you're talking about
0: meat bun and you know vegetables and other sort of yeah. series of toppings, and you don't, and and it's a no-brainer. You can you can fill up, you can like let's say, you choose five toppings, yeah. and you go
1: and 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 you pay for a hot dog with five toppings. And then that's it. Right.
0: You know, and then you have sodas or whatever. Now listen, on so-
1: the, and then conceptually from a financial model, like it doesn't take a lot of space or labor to do hot dogs. Yes. You can do them anywhere. I mean, relatively anywhere. That's right.
0: Because those guys that have those, uh, you know, if you go to the bigger cities, you know, outside the club, there's those hot dog stands. Yeah. Right? The carts, the hot dog carts. They're
1: killing it. Right. I mean, and they're everywhere. Why don't we do a small, we'll do a small little place over by Frank, you know, the college will do like Frank's Lloyd or yeah, Lloyd's Franks or something. Like, we'll play off Frank Lloyd Wright or something. We'll do <laughs> Let's it by the do college. It. Yeah, you know, I'm totally Just down. a tiny little walk up. Yeah, you get the best hot dog, coldest draft beer. Just do two, two taps. There you so, go. I mean, we're, we're in. Okay, Lloyd Franks. Yeah, don't yeah. you think? Play off Frank Let's, Lloyd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lloyd. Lloyd Franks uh lloyd frank's uh frank dogs. frank's law. i mean frank's Low- I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out okay all right Who'd hey we, we, we heard good, it you good. heard it here folks we're doing it now. <laughs> i can't get back out <laughs> i see see somebody right now at the uh, business registrar office you know getting our name but. yeah exactly yeah. stealing it how dare you um okay all right so
0: uh i'm gonna ask you a question that i ask of all my guests yeah um what do you want what do you want and this is, a, this is a very esoteric yeah, no. right question but it's 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 one that you can go in many different directions and you can give multiples of the of answers sure so you can go the materialistic route you can go the heroic route the typical one is the is you know when people come onto the show they go with the heroic route because you know you want to present the best of yourself and you want to you know be humble and think about your family yada yada yada, yada that's all that all that's great but what now, about just
1: for you <laughs> now i'm going to sound like a real pig because i'm going to go selfish do it I will tell you, and it's maybe, it's, and this is funny. You say this. I think the COVID, right? Twenty let yeah. let's just say twenty twenty. I look at it optimistically. You know, this year for me personally has really been. You know, we just talked a lot about careers in your life and how you kind of move and navigate, and you go, 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 and then unfortunately, like all of us, normally unfortunate events make you kind of stop and think, and then then you get back up. And but I think you know one of the reasons why I decided to leave the the company in May and in the position, which you know was was a great great position, great career, and and all things on the surface, I was happy. But I think what I realized, like, look, if I can take this time while the whole world is kind of taking a chill, yeah, <laughs> taking a chill pill, because I, I did realize, you know, at forty six, and I hate to say the midlife crisis, and no, I didn't buy a Corvette. I, I just I knew that something was just not there for me you know like the, right. the, again i loved loved my job i loved you know we had you know several thousand employees that we did that, that did a fantastic job and there was there was enough internal i think reward in seeing that brand grow but there was something for myself and and it sounds kind of cheesy but i i just i like to create and i think i realized that I'm not an artist. You know, I can draw you a nice picture, or anything. But there's a multiple ways that you can create. And I think that I'm just a creative person mm-hmm. and probably had that first realization this, this year. Is like I like to think of new concepts, and I like to put it together and, and how the interior looks, how the exterior looks, you know, how the, yeah. how the training manuals, look, you know. I, so all these things that, that I've found, I think, solace in these last several months, I realized, you know, I like to create. I yeah. like to build things. I like to – I don't know how much I like to – manage things, you know, right. I like to build yeah, them yeah, and, yeah. and and, and kind of, yeah. and, uh, so I think that's, that's really what I'm after. I like to, I like to, to create, and and that can go in a lot of different ways, not to try to sound too cerebral, but create opportunity for other people's, um, you know, create for my own family, opportunity to create for myself, I, even physically, like I said, create a brand, you know, grow a brand. These are all, you know, um, so I think, I think that would be it is to. You know, let's assume that I don't live to, to be over 90, so let's just say I'm halfway there Right. <laughs> if I was yeah, lucky, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think the last half of my, my life, I, I would I would just think of, you know, being able to create things and, and have that mind. That, that challenges your mind, too, right. at least mine personally. is like constantly thinking. And I've always had it. I just never could put my finger on it. Mm. And I think that, you know, one of the reasons I might have had some success in that corporate world is because... You know, I was more of an entrepreneurial spirit in a corporate structured world. So I could, you know, I was always thinking of how we could improve or how we could do things different and how this could look. And, and um, I think there's a cap to that in the corporate yeah. world. Yeah. Um, and then I realized that, you know, I want to go back to where I started. I think because when you start at 18 and you open a business and, of course, prior to that, you know, you had lawn businesses and sure. cinnamon toothpick business or whatever you right, do when right. you're in junior high. You You're doing those things because they come natural to you. You know, I didn't. I didn't do a record store because I wanted to get rich. You did it because you liked it, right? I like and the idea. I like, like the idea it. of like it'd be cool yeah. to have a place for like posters. You know, I, I, yeah. I When I think back about it, but there was no, there was no plan, like no intuition. It was just naturally what I wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, I never thought about what I could make money selling music, right. but I wanted a record store. So, I think um, going back to those roots and saying, "Listen, if I had it my way," and I and I didn't. I wasn't processing my mortgage and my car payments and you know the school and all these things. What would I really want to do? And and I think that's create. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I, the
0: um, a wa- a life well lived is one in you know, creative pursuits. Yeah, right. I, I, at, for for me, I feel very much the same way. It's like cause you're not gonna take any of it with you to the grave. <laughs> right you're not going to you you, none of it yeah none of it all of it's temporary i mean you can pass it along yeah but we're just basically renting it we're just renting stuff
1: while we're here and then transition to the afterlife or whatever the hell that is yeah right um you know it's funny you know last year i mentioned earlier you know we my wife and i buy a house remodel it and and i realized after the fact again going into this confirmation of of what i want to do it's like I enjoyed the remodel i don't know if i enjoy owning the house at this point you know? right <laughs> like i i enjoyed it like how it looked where it, you know like yeah, you I, like the process change. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and now yeah. you're sitting around you're like i want to go find you know do something different i want to remodel something so right i think that's um i, I agree with you i think you live once you none, none of it really matters at right. the end of it and uh, you know if you die with some memories and no regrets and yeah
0: uh, the um i do a thing where i i, I Buy exotic cars. Uh, well, and, that must be nice. And, and there's a method to to this. <laughs> but, but the, the, the um, and this is a, a strange hobby of mine, and 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 one that you would some people would consider expensive, but it's not if right. you do it right. Uh, and so recently, I just offloaded my 911, and I accidentally bought a race car driver's personal car. Wow. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Vaughn Gittin Jr. who's a, a mm-hmm. world drift champion. I don't know that world. I don't know about race car drivers, or whatever. You know, besides like Dale Earnhardt or whatever. And um, I went to this auction site, Cars and Bids, Doug Demiro's au- auction site, uh, and is, which is new. And I saw this. I've been looking at uh, AMG e S's and I saw this Mustang. And I'm like, wow. There's this is a really like low price for an awesome vehicle that was owned by the the race car driver slash designer for ford
1: yeah
0: rtr wow. vehicles it's a it's a 2017 mustang rtr spec 2 wow which is a drift vehicle and a track vehicle that's street legal those are fun i won <laughs> <laughs> i won that damn car <laughs> uh, not, well i won i paid for it okay sorry. obviously right but, but it's <laughs> like you know i won the auction and my wife's like what did you just do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I just did. I think I just got a race. Car. <laughs> and so, uh, but the, the, the point of getting uh, an exotic car when that, that, you know, even though that's a domestic, it's an, it's an exotic category because of the rarity, the, it produces an, an emotion. It, mm-hmm. pro- it, 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 affects you in a way where it gets you going. Yeah. It gets your juices flowing. It gets you ready. Yeah. You know, it, it it it
1: revs you up. It uh, like I said, it's an emotional economy. Pete, you love. Lo- there's nothing better than than taking your hard-earned money and, and, and making that transaction with something that just like well, you, you just feel just, good about it. You know? you
0: know, you you you, you live life yeah. right. It, it, it's like um, and almost like you feel like you're kind of taking a little chance or like <laughs> like hacking the system a little bit by having that that the something that anyone can access, right? Anyone can have access to, rather and being able to take it to work take it to school with your kids uh and it just you feel alive yeah driving something
1: like that that's funny is I, I love cars as well and i had a um 87 grand wagoneer and you know, yeah. And it, yeah. And, 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 you know, sat in the garage, you know, but I would just, I just like look, I just like open my garage and just seeing it, you know, like, Wagoneer. yeah, like I was like, this is stupid. I know it is, you know, my wife's like, why don't we get rid of it? You never drive. I'm like, I just, when I open the garage, I just want to, I just, just wanna I, see it. I just like it. You know, yeah. it reminds me of the eighties, you know, I grew up, it reminds me, of, you know, friends that had money that, you know, I never, you know, we never had anything like that. So it's just, it was like this. This like asset in my garage, it just sparked all these emotions. I didn't right. care if it I mean it did run, but you know, it didn't matter like like if it was it was finished or not. It just yeah. it just reminded me of something. Do you still have it? So <laughs> that's another funny story. So I loved my Wagoneer. My other friend down the street, guy I grew up with at that time, he since moved to Minnesota. He loved my Wagoneer. So he bought his eighty-seven Wagoneer. They since moved to Minnesota. I sold it because like an idiot, you know, you went out, you go after the money. You're like, well, I paid sure. this and now it's worth that. Yeah. You know, the c- typical crap. And, uh, yeah, I made great money on it, but I sold it. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I don't have it, but I'm going to buy my buddy's 87 cause he's you know, always snowed in. So he's like, it's been, he's the same way now. I'm, I'm going to take advantage of I him. see this. I he's going to be upset this. because once he sells it to me, uh-huh. see, <laughs> he's going to be like, damn it. He's going to feel like that? I do now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> 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 so I can't wait to, to get it. I mean, it's like a,
0: like an older car that has been loved yep. and, and actually driven. Right. Um, uh, there's something to that. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. instead of getting something that's brand spanking new, it's uh, everything's shiny and new. You get 2020, this one 2021 model coming out, 22 model, whatever. It never ends. But when you get something that has nostalgia, yeah, into it, or it's been driven by someone, or there's some rare, rare aspect
1: to it, yeah, that's special. And this is so I had you just mentioned the AMG. People are going to listen to. It's like I thought we were talking about chicken. What, we, we talk about on? everything. Okay. The show. Love car. so I had a uh, C63s. Yeah, those awesome. Are nice. Yeah, and that wagon here brought more emotion. You know, and you drive it, and it's the front end's loose, the brakes are, you know, basically yeah. can, you know, doesn't feel like it's safe at all. But as much as I liked the AMG C63s yeah. and how fun that car was. Yeah. You know, it's just it wasn't the same emotional appeal as that as that no. older car. That's right. So you know, but that's why those old Porsches go for so much. I old nine elevens, man. There's nothing Jeez. sexier. This that's my dream car, is to yeah? get an early seventies nah, nine eleven. Nice. Just if I can, you know, yeah. would it be like a Targo? or would I would love to them? have a Targo. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah. think that's the, it's the sexiest car ever. I mean, it's just, just that, it that is. body line yeah. The targets and, and, are great. and they're
0: small. I mean, do they have a whole lot of horsepower? No, no, it doesn't. Matter. I mean, it, you know, does it handle the best? No. Does it interior? The interior is crap. Right. <laughs> Unless you get like a singer, a yeah. singer nine eleven. Have you seen those? Yeah. I have. yeah, Wow. The masterpieces. But that's not that's not the point. Yeah. You know, it, it's a car from an era that evo- evokes an emotional response to you that probably probably harkens back to childhood. Yeah. And that you'll, you know, will reclaim.
1: Maybe one those air-cooled or something. but yeah, yeah, those are great, man. Absolutely.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, opening date for uh, all, um, what, what, what's love the Lovebird almost, love almost Famous. Um, oh,
1: so chicken. we're, we're going to try to get open before the end of the year. I know early interviews and things, I, I spoke with people. Um, Yeah, we we were looking. Sometimes you got to be aggressive, so we put that Thanksgiving date on there. Mm -hmm. But uh, realistically, if we can soft open by the end of the year, I think we'll be happy. You know, when you do a new concept, it's not. Let me back up. So when when you do a concept that's already proven and you're scaling, you know, you are looking for times of the year that you want to open because you want to get you know kind of in that you know, open up big and stay big, you know, stay, stay big for a new concept. It's not necessarily when we open, just kind of how we open, you know, we're working on a new point of sale system, new recipes, you know, you're doing a lot of different things on a new concept to work out the bug. So if we can softly open, do some friends and family, do some private invites and kind of work the systems, you know, through the paces um, and we can do, you know, two or three nights before the end of the year, I think that'd be great. If not, then it'll definitely be in January. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't foresee and knock on wood, um, yeah, you know, we we're gonna submit our plans this week to you know, for the city, so we don't see any any huge things that could hold us up, but you never know. But yeah. End of the year, January, somewhere in there. Okay. Well I look mean, we it? look forward
0: to it. I'll post it all over the internets and there's uh, two internets? The internets. I guess plural. Yeah, right? that, I thought yeah. there was just one. I don't know. Makes that's sense. what everyone makes. They call it the, the dark. Uh, is a dark internet the dark? The white, yeah, the, <laughs> the light in the dark internet. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, social media outlets. Whatever. Anyway.
0: Uh, but yeah, we're super excited. I'm. I'm totally excited.
1: Well, thank you it, so yeah, much. Man. Yeah. Thank, thanks for coming on. Absolutely, and, uh, it's been a great time. Yeah. We'll. Uh, we we'll, we'll get an update. We'll have to do video. Yeah. And, no. Absolutely. And, we'll and, and, give uh, us a couple of weeks. We'll get some more stuff going on. I'll, all I'll, right. I'll. Get back with you and give you some updates yeah, and love to have you out and try some of the food and. Oh, I'm I'm ready, man. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, man.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Jay Chay Show. Brought to you by Karate Beyond. Discipline. Focus. Confidence. KarateBeyond.com. Martial arts classes for men, women, and children. After school pickup, evening classes, and summer camp. Visit KarateBeyond.com.